You truly have no idea the electric. I got goosebumps on top of goosebumps right now. My nipples are hard. I am excited. It's been way too long. Way, way, way too long. And again, I will never forget this moment in my entire life. Thank you so very much. I'll see you all at WrestleMania. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 29. We are recording on February 23rd, 2016. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com, the unofficial WWE webcomic. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the host of The Talking Dead, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, how you doing? I am not the Nerdist, okay? I am not the Nerdist. Chris Hardwick, I didn't do that. That's all branded. I take full ownership. I don't do Talking Dead. Pete, have you watched the newest episode of Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What was that? We can't do spoilers. No, we can't do that. All right, we're going to review Fastlane 2016. The Wyatt family is useless. A pay-per-view gets dropped, and here comes the money. So, Fastlane. Rush, fuck. You know the part in Family Guy where Peter Griffin falls down the stairs and he's just like, oh, fuck, fuck, and he does it like three times because he get brand new stairs? That's how I felt when I watched Fastlane. I was so angry. You got a brand new Fastlane and you fell all over it? I get it. Oh, I hated it so much. I hated everything about it. If you can convince me that there was one good thing that came out of Fastlane, I'd love to hear it. First of all, I want to thank our viewers for getting this far with such a negative Nancy on the other end here. <laughs> Fastlane was not that bad. Shut up. I do want to say, though, before we move on to Fastlane, if we just started talking about Raw right now, you would be already caught up with what happened to Fastlane. Yep. So I don't really know where to start this pay-per-view because there were so many connection issues in the beginning of this show. Thank you. So the first thing that comes up, I thought, was the United States Championship, Kalisto versus Alberto Del Rio in a two-out-of-three falls match. Uh, what happened was, is I had connection issues, and I missed two out of the three falls. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> Maybe they knew that they would have connection issues. It was just bad from the start. The new commentating guy, Mario, you know the guy's name? He, I, I have not known him very well. Oh my god, it was so good to listen to this man on, on the commentating cable. Kit Michael Cole the fuck out of there. Now that I've heard this man, I want more of it. 50,000 times better. Michael Cole is literally just going through the motions. Well, he needs to just take a step back. I think he's too bored. Let this guy take over. I, it sounded like I was watching a hockey match. It was good. Like, if you watch hockey on uh, NBC, that announcer there, they sound exactly alike. And I'm like... 
I hate hockey, but that was cool. Instead of hearing oohs and ohs in vintage, we're hearing the actual name of the move, what's going yeah. on in the match. It was amazing. You give a lot of grief to Michael Cole, and I defend him a lot. But now that I've heard this new guy, get him the fuck out of there, because this guy's so much better. Thank you. I have been sitting here listening to you try to tell me Michael Cole actually has well, a clue. I'm going to try to change your mind on Fastlane for the beginning part of this pay-per-view because I have to say I had a really fun time after this because it was Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks versus Naomi and Tamina. This match was good on both corners. No, Shut I didn't up. like I didn't like Tamina. You don't you don't like Tamina anyways. Tamina has a man butt. Okay. I am not grading <laughs> Tamina by I'm how manly saying, her butt is. Her butt is so handsome. Stop <laughs> Okay, but she was uh, she was just behind. I mean, at least stop saying behind. <laughs> but <laughs> at least Naomi can like put on a match with those two. Yeah. Blah blah blah. blah. We saw him win. <laughs> like nothing, nothing exciting. It was a good finish. Uh, we got a double tap, which was cool. Winners Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Did something happen after this match? No, we save it for Raw. That's why it was stupid. Next. Intercontinental Champion. Wow, we are just flying through this pay-per-view. Oh, I am so mad at it. The IC title, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. This match was just like every other match. Match was also boring as fuck. I'm trying to hype this one up, but this one wasn't. Try to. Okay, Kevin Owens wins. Oh, there was a time where uh, Owens yells, uh, your hometown loves me more than you. Yep, that was awesome. That was pretty good. I really thought Ziggler was walking away with the title here, but did not happen. He did put up a fight. The best thing about Kevin Owens matches is him yelling at Cole because he hates Michael Cole, and it's awesome. Kevin Owens versus Michael Cole is my feud of the year. Uh, match, yeah. He, he takes the IC title and he just throws it onto the table and shows it to Michael Cole. Uh, I'm loving it. Next, we have the Titans of yesteryear, Ryback, Big Show, and Kane versus the Wyatt family. I don't even want to talk about it. So... How the, all right, how the fuck do you have these old-ass dudes beat the Wyatt family? What the hell are they doing? What is the point of the Wyatt family? Do they have a role? Why are they supposed to be this big, intimidating group when they can't even beat the senior citizens of the WWE? And New Age Goldberg. I'm sorry, but this is stupid. This was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It would have been better if Ryback walked out at Fastlane and left Kane and Big Show to get their ass kicked. It's stupid, stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Fuck you, WWE. Next. I don't get any say in this match. <laughs> you can try. It's it's frustrating to me when you put over people who aren't even going to be in the company in the next two years. Yep. Kane and Big Show are almost out the fucking door. I don't care about Big Show because he flip-flops so much to the point that it's what his gimmick is. And Kane, who just has a shittier schedule than The Undertaker, there's nothing that I could give to Kane right now. There's nothing I could give to Big Show right now. Ryback could take the loss right now. It would be no big deal. But the Wyatt family, I'm not even excited about what they do in WrestleMania. What is the Wyatt family going to do for the next six weeks? They have nothing. They have no story whatsoever. Maybe Bray Wyatt just becomes, like, Mr. WrestleMania pre-show? Yeah, I don't know. But they have literally buried probably the best faction they've had. That faction could have lasted in the Attitude Era. That's how good they are. And they just bombed so bad. Next week, we'll probably just start seeing, like, Tyler Breeze just beating every single member of the Wyatt family. And then I'll lose to Sasha Banks or something. Could you imagine back in the day? 
when you had to pay like 50 bucks or 60 bucks for a pay-per-view and that's the smut they put on oh my god could you imagine paying that much money and you'd be like that's what i just fucking paid for Every time I see a shitty pay-per-view, that's the first thing that comes to my head is like, uh, you know, at least I didn't spend $60 on this fucking thing. Next is the Divas Championship match, Charlotte versus Brie Bella. I went and had a beer. I literally, I could hear it in the, the living room and I could just hear Cole go, she's doing this for Daniel Bryan. I'm like, yep, this is why I just don't want to watch it. I don't, I don't care. Brie shows up with the uh, Daniel Bryan boots on. Yep. I don't know, the match itself wasn't too bad that it gets though to a point where charlotte jumps off the top rope and i guess fucks up one of her legs uh this is just dumb because this is just like she can't win lose clean nope she gets tied up in the figure four from charlotte and then doesn't even fucking attempt for the ropes that are right up above her she even tries to reach for it realizes that if she stretches stretches her arm out that she could actually grab it and then's like well fuck and then just starts tapping yep it was so fucking stupid. How do you put someone in a fucking submission in the corner of the fucking ropes with them pointing at the fucking ropes? There's no ring awareness at all with Charlotte. But here's the other thing, too. Bree sucks. Oh, I, I forgot about that. She does suck. Uh, this is the end for Bree. <laughs> goodbye. We don't see her the next night on Monday, so goodbye, Bree. Nice send-off for the Bella Twins. Yep. No titles switched hands, and none of them even meant a damn. Next, though, we have AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. I know you didn't like this match. I did enjoy this match. This was my match of the night. Yeah, it was the match of the night. That's not saying much. It was the same thing I saw on Raw when AJ Styles won the first time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was so repackaged. Yeah. I, I saw it coming a mile away. Like, sorry, WWE. You still fucking suck. At stories, surprises, the past five years, except for basically Undertaker losing, you have bombed. So that would probably be their last big surprise, wouldn't it have been? Yeah, I think so. AJ Styles wins after Chris Jericho almost breaks his neck. Yeah, I saw AJ that. AJ Styles, I just want to apologize on behalf of the WWE for giving you shit for almost breaking people's necks, and then, like, this almost happens to you. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It would have been really bad. After this, though, we get the New Day. They come out. They are doing the Cutting Edge show, Peep show, uh, with Edge and Christian. Their face now? This was just like a mucked up attempt to turn him face. So Enzo and Cass come out and they just like run the match. Oh wait, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. League of Nations comes out. Ugh. It just fucking bombs at this point because they keep hyping that, you know, we've gone through everyone in the fucking locker room. Then you bring out the League of Nations. What, what does this faction have that, that garners them, a first of all, a title shot? And second of all, why should I fear this fucking faction? They've done nothing but lose for the last four months. Put them against the Wyatts and have the Wyatts just decimate them. Exactly. Have Wade, have Wade Barrett go off, you know. Perfect. Have him, like, lose. And that's how he throws his hands up. Everyone knows he's leaving, but you could, like, sit there and be like, oh, man, like, Wade Barrett's, like, standing at the top of the WrestleMania, like, uh, stage saying, bye, guys, enjoy the Wyatts, and then the crowd would cheer because they all know he's leaving. Right. And boom, you're done. There's your Wyatt family match. You pass up an opportunity to have Enzo and Cass come out? That was the dumbest miss I have seen. It's disappointing when you expect just something out of the WWE. This is the last pay-per-view before Mania. 
I understand that you want to keep your big surprises in Raw, but you gotta give something to the people who are actually spending the fucking money on your product. Even though it's $10 a month, I expect something out of the three hours a month. That was just fucking stupid. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I'm angry. I'm angry at this one. So, what is this gonna set up then? Nothing! At WrestleMania, does this mean the pre-show is gonna be the League of Nations versus the Wyatt family? If I was creative, that's what I would do, because you really haven't set up anything for either one of those factions. So, Edgy Christian make fun of the League of Nations, the New Day helps, I don't even remember the punchlines to them, and everyone just leaves with the New Day just sitting out there with their heads in their asses. I think we get another match during this time, I think there was like a social outcast match. Oh, what the fuck? Who did they take on? I love that match though, Our truth That's right. <laughs> We're watching Superstars. It was so weird. It was so random. It was very random. It was so random. Oh, my God. And the thing is, is like, I didn't hate that match. <laughs> I was actually sitting there going like, hey, that's a surprise, which I'm always harping on surprises. I'm like, so I can't totally hate it. But our oh, truth fuck. And this whole R-Truth gold dust. I don't know, man. Are we done? They haven't teamed at all. If they do team, then that means we're just set up for WrestleMania. And if that's the case, I don't have any stock into these characters to care about them at WrestleMania. We stopped grading these matches, Pete. There's nothing to grade. <laughs> there isn't. F, F, there F, isn't. F. All right. Even if Jericho and AJ Styles put on a good match, I'm giving it an F. And I'll tell you at the end of the pay-per-view to give you my summary. I can't wait. We then have Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. The match of the night. Oh, yeah. This did have some good spots in it, though. It did. Yeah, so the winner of this gets to face Triple H at WrestleMania. Uh, Brock Lesnar just goes completely berserk. The double powerbomb that these guys did the first time, all right. The second time, it made it comical. I liked it when they threw uh, Brock Lesnar to that second table. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Roman gets a really cool suplex with Dean uh, on his shoulders trying to do the Samoan drop. That was the only, I think, really big pop. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't even watch the match, and I was like, we know who's winning. Why should I get invested in this? The match itself wasn't that bad. I will say, no. up until the point where the match just abruptly ends, that should yeah. have been halftime for this fucking match. That should not have been the end of this match. Uh, Roman gets a spear on Dean, and uh, Roman wins. The crowd boos him. He tries to celebrate, but fuck, man, this is what? The second, maybe third fast lane in a row that he's gotten booed? Yep. And not only that, pay-per-view ends, and I'm just like, fuck. I look up at my clock. They still had 12 minutes that they just cut this pay-per-view early on. Yep. <laughs> I, can I just say, at least with the Elimination Chamber, at least we got a decent match out of it. Yeah. Okay, so here's my summary. I can't wait. If you're going to have a pay-per-view right before WrestleMania, then you need to progress storylines to go into WrestleMania. You did nothing. Roman Reigns, I think, is the only match that we were like, whoa, okay, so now it's set. That's a WrestleMania. There was some character development with R-Truth and Goldust. No. Here's what you saw. No tag teams got set up at all for WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. uh, the women. Why wouldn't Becky turn on Sasha or vice versa? There were no turns at all the whole night. AJ Styles versus Jericho, I guess. But now what? They're not fighting at Mania. So what the hell's next? And then, Jesus, like Kalisto and Del Rio, okay. The Wyatt's losing? There's no point. It literally was the worst jumbled pay-per-view, most poorly written, most poorly performed pay-per-view I have ever seen. It was like watching a house show. They came to Five Flags and put on a show. 
Oh man, for great of the night. This is gonna be my first F of 2016. Good. Give it an I don't F. think I've given a pay per view an F. I'll tell you this: Samson's so mad at the pay per view, he's barking. So yeah. Tell your dog to shut up. I have it muffled. Put it outside. No, I can't. You know why? Because he's angry too. I don't even know how to count. Okay, fine. F plus 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 plus. Raw. Raw starts off a little early for everybody because we get to see this assault on Ambrose uh, from Brock Lesnar. If you didn't get a chance to see it, then you didn't watch Raw because they showed it fucking ten times in the night. You get to see Dean come in like he's just showing up for work. Brock Lesnar throws him against some kind of vehicle and then pretends to knee him. I say pretend because you actually see him just half-ass kneeing Dean Ambrose and just missing the whole fucking time. Uh, what, what you didn't see was Paul Heyman attacked Renee Young and started beating her up, too. With his wiener. With his wiener. That's why Ambrose was so mad. Dean Ambrose gets taken away with an ambulance. Then Vince McMahon comes out to present this stupid fucking award. That he created. Which looks like the Fortress of Solitude from Superman. Vince McMahon should be in solitude. Uh, yes, absolutely. So he announces that this award is going to go to Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie comes out with a prepared speech, but... Here comes the money! Here comes the money! Money, 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 money! Would have been better if the Mean Street Posse was right behind him. So Shane comes out. He had the tears falling down his face, too. Like, I don't think he expected that. Yeah, I don't think he expected that kind of a pop when he got there. There was someone who posted a picture of Matt LeBlanc from Friends, and it says, great to see Shane McMahon back. (laughs) So Shane announces that he's still part owner and that he still wants a legacy. He announces that he has three boys, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and that he wants Raw back and is going to fight for it. Now, at this point, I would have ended this promo. This is where I would have left this off because everything that happens feels it went rushed. Too long. This was something that you should have waited next week to do everything else. Okay, but hold on. All right. But he did say good things in it. He said how a lot of superstars under Stephanie's watch have been injured. And I'm like, ha ha ha, that's true. And then like how he said the stocks have plummeted. Also true. And he says how the product is too damn predictable. They were like, sitting there going say all this stuff so fans think we're making a huge change now that's the way i see it now it was awesome but i could see it definitely just going back into square one so i thought of that too i thought the same thing like this is super cool but this is totally just a giant work this is totally scripted and everything but i started reading some more information today there is some supposed like true life into this. Shane kind of had the assumption that he was going to be taking over the company and that it was Vince that actually told him that he would not be uh, actually taking over the company. And that's when he decided to leave. There was this kind of a uh, insight kind of joke that when any time someone had questions, they were always going to Vince and Triple H and the kind of the assumption was is they knew more than Shane did, which I don't know if actually is the case, especially looking at it now with some of the decisions that are made. But I guess Vince had to bring Shane into his office and tell him, like, hey, I'm giving this to Steph at Triple H, and then he just walked out that day. Again, I don't know how much true life is in this or not. Uh, there is some worry, though, that him being backstage more might bring that back out of him, which, you know, to be honest, be fucking awesome. But I still I, I want the company to go to Triple H. Yeah, I've already seen what Triple H has done with NSC, but I just want, I'd rather have Shane, who probably has a better pulse on the universe than Vince does, to be there. I think Shane would be like, hey, NXT is blowing up, and I see what Triple H is doing. He's like, I could do the same thing and just have Triple H be there with me. Like, NXT is still Triple H's baby, and then just leave it like that. 
I think Shane would be better. Vince is too out of touch. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. That's my biggest gripe with this right now is just Vince McMahon. Another thing, uh, Vince McMahon says fuck. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so there is a petition going on online to give him a 60-day suspension for this. I'm going to fucking beat you, fucker. He said it twice. There's two F-bombs. And I'm just like, what the shit? Are you kidding me, Vince? So, yeah, they set up that Shane has to have one more match if he wants to have Raw. And apparently Shane holds this kind of lockbox over Vince yeah. McMahon's head. I don't know what that is. It just sounds like classic, like, McMahon shenanigans. It's got to be something like his, his grandpa gave him. Oh, my God. I hope it's like Hornschwaggle. It's just been something. No, in I box. hope it's like the actual company should have been passed on to Shane. I did see that they are advertising sometime in late March a uh, special Raw is War versus WWE night. So we might actually be seeing something out of this, Pete. That would be super exciting if that's the case. Goldberg. I think we're done with Goldberg, and I hope we are. What we had with him was great, but I guess if you brought him back, who would you have him have a match with? He'd walk out, spear Ryback, jackhammer him, and be like, quit stealing my shit, and then leaves. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. The stipulation is Shane gets a match at WrestleMania. If Shane wins, he gets Raw. I don't know if they actually say WWE, just Raw in general. And Vince gets to have this weird lockbox back. Vince then announced that his opponent is going to be The Undertaker. I wasn't excited to see that he was taking on Undertaker. Here's my thing, though. Hell in a cell, I will just add. That's what helped. I think that's what, to me, that makes me interested. He's going to find a loophole and make it so, like, he doesn't have to fight and he's going to get someone else to stand in for him. Exactly. Because here's the thing. We're not going to see that Shane McMahon ever again. Time will not allow us to have that Shane McMahon ever again who's jumping off of everything. He either gets a tag partner or some, like, unofficial manager, or I have an idea, Pete, the Balor Club. They won't do that. That is my prediction right now. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not even going to get hyped for it. Nope. Get excited get for hyped Pete. up writing better shows than WWE and then them not doing it. So, nope. Well, that's, that's what we, it'll wanna, be, that's what it'll we do be, on the podcast. That's what we Shaver, do on the podcast. It'll be Shaver's Undertaker, and they'll play chess, and everyone will fall asleep, and then it'll be over. Chess, not chess. I don't know why I put a T at the end of it. That's all right. They can play on each other's chests. They'll do it anyways. You can easily play something on Undertaker's chest. I think you can play Risk. Does that say Sarah? Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Your chest is gross. <laughs> <laughs> this happens at Raw, and I'm like, holy shit. Shane McMahon's back. That was awesome. Yeah. Then, fast mm, lane again. I like it. Nothing. WWE, just Cleveland Steamers, Detroit. Ugh. Just go. Just say it. Let's just go through it. Neville and the Lucha Dragons versus the New Day. No point. Whatever. Did you see Woods get killed by those steel steps? Yeah, I did. You're so mad. I Cheer am. up. I'm about to just end this podcast right now and do the rest of it when you're in a better mood. No, we're going to keep going. You know why? What? Because I signed a contract till Mania, so you're stuck with me. What, what's going to happen after Mania? Are you really going to leave me? If it's really bad. Oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> No, you don't. All right. So we get an update backstage from Roman Reigns about Ambrose after that match. Kofi won, by the way. Congratulations to the New Day. <laughs>
we find out nothing at all, so this is really just filler. All we get is Roman still wants Triple H at Mania. Well, fuck, man, it's forced down our fucking throats. You got him. Don't worry, we're almost there. Next, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out. Heyman rambles about what they did to Ambrose. They show the parking lot footage. Heyman then just throws the mic on the ground, and then we hear an ambulance in the background. Weird. I bet you Ambrose is driving it. Ambrose, while having a seizure and looks like he went on a 50-day bender, comes waltzing out. And I was hoping that beer can just pour out. Did he assault the driver? I think it would have been better if the driver was all duct-taped in the passenger seat. Ambrose right. like, thanks, and then throws the keys at him. Like, that would have been better. It's right there. Just that little touch would have made that so much better. But it's not the case. He comes out with the ambulance, goes to take Brock Lesnar down, and loses. Gets to destroyed again by Brock Lesnar. I am not excited about this match at WrestleMania at all. This is just a bad fucking matchup. I don't care who wins this one, whether it's Brock Lesnar or Dean Ambrose. I don't know if they threw these guys together last minute because they thought this is what the fans wanted, but it isn't. I don't want to see Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I want to see Dean Ambrose versus fucking Triple H at WrestleMania. I'd rather have seen that. I'm just not excited about seeing this for the next five weeks. Ambrose has got to hit Lesnar with a car, right? To make it even realistic, because otherwise it's not real at all. If Dean Ambrose wins, what the fuck does it matter? He's going to lose the next pay-per-view anyways. Exactly. No point. Lesnar did step on Dean's face. That was awesome. That was pretty good. I did like that one a lot. Yeah. After that, though, it's the Usos versus the Ascension. But before the match can start, the Dudley boys come out to talk trash about the Usos. They make fun of Rikishi buying thongs, and then the Ascension attacks the Usos. The match starts. The Usos still win, so there's really no point to any of this. The whole time, though, the Dudley boys just, like, watch. That was weird. Is this a feud going into Mania? It better be a goddamn tables, ladders, and chairs match. If that's the case, is it just the Usos versus the Dudleys, or should we add someone else into that? Maybe do that. Maybe do that. As you can hear by the excitement in my voice. <laughs> Pete, you suck. What would you? Well, who would you add to this match? I would make it a TLC match, and I would have the Lucha Dragons, the Usos, and the Ascension. It's a number one contenders match. All right. Leave the New Day out of it, because I still think they should take on Cass and Enzo, and then you got a good thing going. Well, we're only one week into the road, so we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll do something next week or announce something. The road should have started now. If they announce matches, like, on a Thursday that are just getting added, they fucked up. Every match should be announced at least two weeks in advance, so we can at least get some story built. Otherwise, no one's pulled in and no one cares. Well, yeah, but we still are four weeks away from the pay-per-view. Whatever, there still should have been more happening right now. Anyways, Y2J and AJ Styles. Uh, well, Chris Jericho comes out and gives props to AJ Styles and calls him out. Jericho then continues to woo over AJ Styles until the social outcasts come out. And I guess Styles and Jericho are a tag team now. God, that's so stupid. But it might, it might just be a one-night thing. Styles should have already have been like, all right, I've beaten Jericho. I'm ready for my next challenge. I want that Intercontinental belt. And he calls out Kevin Owens. That's what should have happened. But it should have been Jericho comes out, gives props to Styles. Styles comes out, takes the props, and then Owens interferes. It shouldn't have been the outcast coming out. It should have been Owens coming out, which I will add that there is no Kevin Owens at all on this Monday Night Raw. Right? So maybe this is just filler until next week. 
So then next, you know, we see uh, backstage another altercation between Roman and Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie announced that it's going to be Roman versus Sheamus, and to watch out because the League of Nations will be ringside, oh. just like they are every fucking Monday night. And the crowd goes mild. So we're not even getting to this match yet. They just announced it because up next it is the Wyatt family versus the Titans of yesteryear. It was exactly like the Night Before's match. The only difference, Ryback walks out. The match happens. They lose. Blah blah blah. Oh, now we care about the Wyatts. No, we don't. Backstage interview with Ryback. He announces that he's done being in tag teams, okay, and that he wants the spotlight to be on him. So he's, it's not a heel turn. Just a, I'm bored turn. A life decision. Next. Next, it is Sasha Banks versus Naomi with Tamina ringside. The match is nothing. Tamina continues to get distractions on Sasha and the ref until Becky Lynch comes out and then takes out Tamina. They scare off Naomi and Tamina, and then uh, Charlotte comes out, and I think we're getting a triple threat. They announce, She announces that they're going to have one more match. Whoever, has, whoever wins this match will be the number one contender, but still, why ruin a bad thing? Make this a triple threat match. We don't even mention Brie at all, except for Charlotte is wearing a Brie Bella top, but it says, like, Flair or Charlotte or some bullshit on it. Yeah, I think the Bellas are done. Yeah, they're done. See you later. After that, we get another backstage segment with Stephanie and Vince. They're talking about what Shane has over Vince. The box. What's in the box? They talk about Shane's Hell in the Cell match, and then we move on. They announce that the Godfather will be inducted to the Hall of Fame this year. Good for him. APA will be inducting him. I guess good for them, too. Favorite Godfather moment, Pete? When he went to the right to center. <laughs> one of my favorite factions looking back at it as a kid i fucking hated it but i love the right to censor faction so good uh god favorite uh, i don't really have a good moment with him <laughs> i guess right to censor would be it so then after this we see the main event which is roman reigns versus sheamus the match is just like the eight other Roman Reigns versus Sheamus matches we've seen. Uh, the only difference, though, is the game comes out in new DLC attire. Triple H comes out in full-on beast mode, and I was like, he's just going to beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. And he does. And the kind best of. part is, it was quite mediocre. And then the head slamming on the table. Someone said Roman Reigns bladed. He did not blade. It broke his nose, didn't he? It did not break his nose. I saw the footage. There is footage from a fan. Byron Saxton hands over a white cloth to Roman Reigns as he's laying there, and he doesn't blade himself because we're in the PG era nowadays. He gives him a little packet of blood, and that's oh. why it's all over Roman's hands, uh, all over the place. It and he put he just probably just squirted it right up his fucking nose, but it's like fake blood, and and oh. you could see Byron hand it to him, but you could only see him do it from the other side of the commentating table. Here's my problem. Triple H is going into WrestleMania somewhat strong, it seems like. He's beaten up Roman now a couple times. He is the champion. When we get to WrestleMania, this is going to be either the day or two days after the big NXT event. Do you think Triple H is walking into this getting booed? No. Triple H is going in this thinking he's going to be heel, but he's totally going to be going in there as face. Yeah, it's Roman Reigns needs to go heel. And this is where the Vince McMahon logic needs to leave because this is why he never turned Cena heel. The difference with Cena is he still has little kids screaming for him. Roman Reigns doesn't have anybody cheering for him. Triple H thinks booking himself makes anything better, which is not the case. Yep. 
Last year, it should have been Undertaker versus, or the year that he had taken on Sting. It shouldn't have been Sting. It shouldn't have. It should have been Undertaker that year. Yeah. It, it, we will never get that ever. Because Seth Rollins is like, get out of here, you old piece of shit. Right when he threw him into the corner, he was like, probably yelled, fuck WCW. <laughs> I hope Rollins comes back face, because he can be the face of the company. I think if you even left wrestling, Pete, when he comes back, you'll be back. Maybe. I know you will be. Maybe. We'll see. The Shane McMahon angle right now is my favorite part. I like it, but I want to give it another week to see where it goes. I don't know. What do you want to grade Raw? Uh, God. Shane coming out was so huge. I know. But then everything else was so bad, so I got to throw like a C-plus on it. That's what I gave it, C-plus. No Owens. We saw the same faces we've been seeing at every Raw, except for Shane McMahon. Yeah. Other than this thing with Shane McMahon, which was really only 20 minutes out of a three-hour show, I can't justify giving it any more than a C-plus. Yep. Boom. Done. Pete, who is your dud of the week? Oh. I'll go first. WrestleMania. That, you can't say that yet. It hasn't happened. <laughs> Are you saying, like, the buildup? Yes. I was going to say WrestleMania, too, because there's nothing. There was There's two things. All I was hoping for out of Fastlane and out of this Raw was one thing to be excited about for WrestleMania. One thing I'm actually, like, invested in. And even though the Shane McMahon thing seems cool, I'm not invested into it because I don't know where they're going to go with it yet. Yep, I'm with you there. So who's your dud, Pete? My dud? Yeah. I, oh, I hate, I hate that you do that. Edge and Christian? Their show sucks. That show sucks. They, I think they're like, well, we're not funny, so let's just put as much nonsense and loud noises as we can, and we'll get a reaction. The only reason they got laughs ever in WWE was because they didn't force it. And this seemed forced. Then their stupid thing on Fastlane that took away a match. Nope. <laughs> Bye. You guys suck. Stun of the week? Shane McMahon. Yep, I'm with you there. It is Shane McMahon. One last thing I thought we could talk about before we end the show. Uh, Ticketmaster is now listing WWE Payback as Extreme Rules. If you go there, the Payback logo has been removed, and it just shows the WWE logo, and the word Payback is nowhere to be seen. We might be getting rid of this and replacing it with Extreme Rules, and if that's the case, April 24th's event is completely blank. So you think they're skipping a pay-per-view? I don't think so. This is either a new pay-per-view or the Global Cruiserweight Tournament. Could be that. I'd rather them skip a pay-per-view. But that's not how WWE works. They have the network, so they're adding more pay-per-views. Yeah, so pretty soon there's going to be two a month. Well, if we had enough talent, I'd be okay with it. I don't know, man. That's the show. What do you want to name it? Detroit's Cleveland Steamer. It's a play on the words with the cities they were in. So it's like Detroit and a Cleveland Steamer. You get it? <laughs> I, I like it. Ah, you get it. This is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 29, Detroit Cleveland Steamer. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and give us a review. If Stitcher's your fancy, also give us a thumbs up. You can also find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler, and just search the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also find anything else that we've included here uh, on the Full Nelson Press including a comic that I do, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, ah. anything else, Pete? Nope. All right, so suck a butt. Yeah, but. <laughs>